0: The following is brought to you in association with, and from a proud partner of, The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment, here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction! Yeah!
1: This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club, with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks.
0: You wanted the best and you've got it. Tonight's radioactive medal is dedicated to the memory of Kiss Road Manager J.R. Smalley!
2: This is King Sally from the Band Deceased, and you're listening to Radio.
3: Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts. Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome for uh, for the recently deceased episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 611, and I'm Snow White.
0: And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, grab a cup of True Cult Coffee today, trvekvltcoffee.com. It's the most metal coffee you're going to find. It's the blackest coffee. It's the hottest coffee. It's hotter than a church in Norway. This has been scientifically proven.
1: Holy moly. That's it is. hot.
0: It's very hot, right? Very hot. And um, it's made by metalheads for metalheads. It's fantastic. Mr. Um, coffee Bino Colta. No. Yeah. Coffee mm-hmm. Co- Yeah. Damn. Why am I struggling <laughs> with that tonight? Um, Sean there also has embodiment printing press. Check them out on Instagram. So on the Instagram, go to trve.kvlt.coffee. Um I think embodiment printing press is something like that too, with a whole bunch of dots and dashes. I wonder if Sean was in the Navy and enjoyed Morse code at some point. Because there's a lot of dots and dashes in the <laughs> things that he does now that I think about this. But um, check him out there, and because Embodiment is doing small run, small business kind of prints for bands and custom things. He did some custom masks. Um, I think I talked about getting a mask for my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful unicorn. I, oh no, I was talking about getting the one for my mom. I got the, the 4077 four hundred seven seventh, and then mm-hmm. I ordered a mask for my wife and son today because I have my kiss masks are coming. Those are coming in the mail. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's a renaissance man. He's got his hands on a lot of things. His new website for embodiment is going to really allow you to customize on the go and figure stuff out. Um, it's some pretty badass stuff. So, anyway, that's what's going on. TRV-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Subscribe today. Not only. Will you get great coffee every month? You're going to get two great bands, and of course, uh, use the code Small Biz because until further notice, everything is 20 percent off. At least I think that's still going on. I don't think I missed a notice because I follow pretty closely.
1: But right on.
0: what's going on with you, Snowman?
1: Right on, right on. Well, just 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 a little further with that. As I'm going to and from work today, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm listening to various different other podcasts, and uh, it's it's just kind of to the point now where like you just know one of these useless fucking reads are coming on that just have got like nothing to do with the program and i just rip the buds out of my ears now because i just i just don't want to hear that shit you know because but it's 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 not the same thing you know with radioactive metal and true covalts coffee because you know with a name like that you could tell this is a very metal product for you know metalheads by metal by fellow metalheads i mean it's no. a
0: 50/50 for me with those other podcasts every now and then there's a read that that makes it um the guitar podcast i listened to it, it was more rare that there'd be something i wasn't interested in when they had a sponsor cuz all their sponsors were guitar related there but, we are. I have said before, if Manscaped.com <laughs> would like to sponsor the show, I will shave my balls on the air. We'll do okay, it.
1: Well, well, you talk to them. We you will talk- live stream it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, tonight is definitely going to be yet Another kick-ass episode, a really cool creature feature um uh, gentleman who we've, we've had on the show before, I, I communicate with him regularly, you know, on the Facebooks and all that, we got a lot of cool mutual friends, I called him up and said, King, you want to be on the show this week? Fuck yeah, give me a call, bang, right on, right on, and of course, you know, King's always got a lot to talk about, and deceased rule the world but before we get to that got a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning here starting today today as we speak we want to say horns and hello and happy birthday to mr Corey thomas he of ninja cat productions who we have Had him on the show many times. We speak very highly of everything that he does. It's his birthday today. You know, happy birthday. And thank you for all that you do for Radioactive Metal all year round as well. From the Shining Wizards Network, from the Shining Wizards Program Podcast, Shining Wizards Kevin Grifo. It's his birthday Today as well I think different years Although their ages are probably ballpark But they are You know, hap- happy birthday To him as well And for all that um, Thank you for all that The Shining Wizards Network Does for Radioactive Metal and Before Indeed. we go any further As we speak It's a Friday as we speak In just two days it will have been 31 years in which mrs snowy has not killed me wow that's pretty good (laughs) we are celebrating our anniversary this weekend as we speak and unfortunately um i don't know what we're gonna do i was already talking to her today like what do you want to do like it's your special day you know like guys we don't care about anniversaries and valentine's day and all that it's all about the ladies and all that so I asked her you know what would you like to do and she's like well we can't really go out she's not ready you know to step out into this world and all that and you have to do things on your own time you know so I'm like okay well you just let me know like I'm gonna spoil her Sunday morning (laughs) you know every birthday every anniversary every Valentine's Day she gets you know she gets treated like a queen But just for what we're going to do, I don't know, you know, but um, I'll come up with something. Like I said, we've got a really kick-ass episode coming up, not only with this awesome interview, but uh, we got some stuff. (laughs) <laughs> that I think uh, going. I think we're going to get a little bit of a uh, chuckle out of it. So if oh, you yeah. don't have anything else that you want to get to, let's rock and roll.
3: We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix
1: so i got myself a fresh lemmy here in my motorhead mug of course you know which is that's something like my mother-in-law just didn't understand like why do you need that cup well it's my motorhead cup i'm not i'm not drinking lemmys in any other mug than my motorhead i mean i know you would understand all of our listeners and would understand but yeah yeah, mother-in-law's not so much. So I've got um, I got my lemons going here in my Motorhead mug as Aaron tells me everything that he did this week. What's going on? Well,
0: I am drinking Shadow of Death once again Ooh. for this show. Uh, it's a local Imperial Stout here by Snafu Brewing in North Charleston. So um, I fear that was appropriate with everything that's been going on. This week has just been. It's been an interesting week. There's a lot of stuff on my mind. So, dear listeners, at the top of the show, you may have heard the dedication that we had. And we did it differently than we've ever did a dedication before. Because, Mm -hmm. um, well, it seemed fitting. I mean, this man was a part of the KISS Army from the beginning. He started the You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best. Um, Mr. J.R. Smalling lost his battle to cancer hmm so you know it's a sad day he was kiss's original road manager um you know i was i started thinking about this today i feel like the kiss army should be doing like military funerals like the coffin should be covered in, like in a kiss flag or something
1: yeah you know? actually yeah and there's
0: like a 21 bass drum salute something like that you know or, or at least like the stage rockets you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i i feel like like that is something that that needs to start happening <clears throat> for these iconic key players in history. It's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, like when they announced this when they announced his passing, the first thing I thought is this was really a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like we're always looking for unique guests like to appear on radioactive metal. Like we love band interviews and all that, but we've had we we've had authors, we've had comic book artists, we've had other DJs, like just whatever you know, whatever else involved in the metal world, you know. Like we're I was looking for that unique guest, and he would have made he I'm sure the stories, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he, I'm sure he would have had just. We could get a whole episode out of him just for his participation, you know, in in the Alive record. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know that in itself, that one night is probably like an entire episode story for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you know, the condolences go out to the J.R. Smalling family from the deep from the hearts of the KISS Army and, of course, Radioactive Metal.
4: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, So, with everything that's been going on these last few weeks, with the murder of George Floyd at the hands of law enforcement, with the marches, with just everything that's happening, here's some things that keep going through my mind. One, T.S. Eliot. Are you familiar with this author?
1: Uh... I can't think of anything like, uh, yes, I know it's an author. He's done, you know, his work is studied in schools and all that. But right now, just off the top of my head, you threw the name at me. I can't think of any of his titles.
0: As a poet, he was probably one of the most cynical authors that I've ever read. But then he converted to Christianity and Somewhere shortly before the time of his death, I'm not sure how many years, because we studied him at the Christian college I went to, which I always found interesting. But um, one of the poems that he wrote, and and actually I saw it starting to get quoted around when, the, when COVID-19 started, but um, it was, this is the way the world ends. And it's, it's just, this is the way the world ends, repeated <laughs> over and over. And then the tagline is, not with a bang, but a whimper.
4: Mm. You know, uh-huh. and
0: and I've been thinking about that and then are you familiar with um, Eve of Destruction by Barry Maguire from the 60's yep. Okay, yep. so that song was banned in the 60's and you know I, I didn't quite understand why and then watching some other things I'm going to talk about because this, this week I've really just been trying to educate myself you know you and I talked last week about an idea I have for the show and I want to make sure that I am really well educated and can speak intelligently for the said idea, um, and so I'm just kind of diving into stuff. Well, so in that song, it it really struck me these past couple of weeks because they talk about people going into space, and that's happening again. They're talking about it was the, it was the big one about um, you know look, look at all the hate in Selma, Alabama. But now, you know, we could say Minneapolis or wherever. And the the line in there, the lyric, marches alone can't bring integration. You know, mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. I just think like like we're we're at a point where shit's really gotta change. Um, I hate to say it, man, but I am pretty cynical when it comes to all these corporations that are pledging the money that they're gonna Do this like this you know i'm pledging this many million i'm pledging this many million i'm like well if that's true we should be able to fix everything honestly within a year
2: Mm -hmm. you know
0: as far as get law turned around police reform you know reform and all that sort of stuff but i just feel like it's a bunch of bullshit
1: it is the second you You said corporation yeah, I immediately I go okay. I don't believe I don't believe anything corporate America says. And
0: and that's uh, how you know uh, that Snowy and I are Generation X, because we're always questioning corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I was thinking about the other day, like, dude, this has just been a strange week for me. But do you remember the die yuppie scum shirts? Was that ever a thing in Canada?
1: Uh, not ringing a bell, but. I want one now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was a it was a big thing. Die yuppie scum, you know. Um, well, at least for for metalheads, it
1: was a big thing down here.
0: Uh, the yuppies weren't wearing them.
1: No, I guess not.
0: And it's funny because um, I I would have I dated a girl whose parents I guess would have been like the yuppie type people, and she was mm-hmm. the preppy sort. And that's an off air story for you, but. <laughs> Um, so those things have been going through my mind. And then along with that, today I sat down, well, maybe it was yesterday. Um, Netflix has been doing a wonderful job at keeping the Black Lives Matter movement in, in front of everybody. And when you sign in, the first thing it does is bring up a Black Lives Matter collection of films, which I think okay. is fantastic. So are you familiar with a documentary made about four years ago called The 13th Amendment? no okay do you know what the 13th amendment is because you tend to be more up on American history than I am a lot of times
1: the 13th I'm racking my brain I wish I wish I could say I did but the second maybe once you start talking about it 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 might register well
0: that one is the abolition of slavery
1: ah Oh, right, okay. So
0: this is the 13th Amendment. Um, slavery was abolished. However, it was so cleverly written in these damn fucking politicians. <laughs> um, because, you know, there's always like this great thing that goes through and then they sneak something on it that's not going to help anybody except the politicians. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to vote no to this because of this other – like how could you vote no? You're You're going to tell your voters you're going to vote this down? You know, well, yeah, because this other thing, which, but but this this is the big the big thing, you know, like so that bullshit. But so basically, right? And the funny part is before before I started watching this documentary, being down here, I started thinking about something. I'm like, so when slavery ended, what happened to the economy in the South? Because you know, look what's happened to our economy during this global shutdown right now. I'm like, what happened here? Because the entire economy was built on slavery, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's basically how they kind of open this movie, is they're like, the first thing you have to understand is that, you know, the Southern economy was devastated by the 13th Amendment when it abolished slavery. But there was this clever little clause that said, except for being imprisoned. So if you were imprisoned, you could still be basically forced to do hard labor, right? Mm, okay. So they just arrested all the black people. Hmm, <laughs> hmm. And you see all these pictures of them in the classic, you know, black and white stripes. And, I mean, dude, fucking kids. Like, kids. Wow. And it's like, I'm watching this, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with people? So it's like, we abolished slavery, but there's a loophole. And then they figured out, that they you know, not figured out, but then they moved on to Jim Crow laws and... Segregation and then finally desegregation and then the the imprisonment thing, man. Like the Thirteenth Amendment is fascinating. Like it's a really really good watch. Um, and it talks about how the the war on drugs was really used to imprison uh-huh. a lot of African Americans. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. And I mean, and and again, like I I, I told you before, I grew up in an all white neighborhood. Like it was only white kids that I knew doing drugs. So, you know. And it was it was uh, the funny part is it was always an interesting mix of lower income and higher income kids, you know, like doing the drugs that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. that that was always kind of fascinating. So Thirteenth Amendment was a really really good watch. Um, I I urge everybody to to watch it. Let's let's keep the conversation going. Very very interesting, eye opening thing. Um you know and and i mean just to write to write an amendment like that like i really want to figure out what the civil war was really fun about you know Uh
1: (laughs) uh-huh because i
0: mean i'm sure that the north was getting things from the south and would have known there was an economic collapse so is this was it just a big power struggle you know like what the fuck Mm -hmm. was really going on here um, there's there's times I wonder if we're ever gonna know the truth. So that's all that shit that's going on. Um, next up, I've been reading Bruce Dickinson's um, biography, well autobiography. What does this button do? And <laughs> I'm about three quarters of the way through it, and it's a really
1: good, dude. Okay, I didn't even know this book existed. You just said that title, and it's like he's a pilot.
0: Yeah. yep so
1: this it must be about him being a pilot
0: Uh, well it's not just about him being a pilot but like the the whole theme of what does this button do is just like well let's push it see what this happens Mm
4: -hmm. and
0: that's kind of how he got to where he is you know um and it's it's a really interesting story especially hearing the years of him struggling until he got to samson and even the struggles in samson before he joined maiden Mm-hmm. You know, and then like I honestly never realized how much tension there was between him and Steve, and um, what a ballbuster Steve is, man. You know, like he's he's a he, he's definitely a commando when it comes to like driving work home. You
1: know, right, right. Well, it's he's probably the one out of all the band members and i and chuck 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 schillander probably had a lot of the same problems a lot of people oh chuck was so hard to work with chuck chuck was this and all that well you ever think maybe chuck was the one with the most vision who put the most into the band Yeah. you know and so he kind of like you know i'm doing 80 percent of the work here you know and you're gonna bust my balls you're gonna try to flex your 20 percent? no i don't think so yeah so i could probably see the same thing with 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 steve harris and all that not that the other members of maiden aren't doing their their part but like it's it's steve harris's baby
0: well yeah yeah and and that i totally get but like going back now and listening to all dickinson's solo albums because he was talking about them in the book so i Listen to him this week, you know, in order, starting with Tattoo Millionaire, mm-hmm. and just you know, kind of, kind of skipping through the different tracks and listening to things, and without Dickinson's voice, because I also went back and listened to the Blaze Bailey records. Bailey is a great singer, but Dickinson's <clears throat> voice adds to that storytelling vibe that Maiden has, you know.
1: Like, mm-hmm. Oh, ev- for sure.
0: Every maiden song is like you are picking up a classic novel, you know, and you are transported to whatever that story is. You are sucked into it, you know, and and I mean, really, it's it started with Dickinson because Deano was was a good vocalist, and I'm sure there are people who'd be like, he was the best, and blah blah blah, whatever. But he's he's no Dickinson, man. No, you know, no, you're right. I mean, when you think about just how Number of the Beast opens up, I left alone, J- just the build of that beginning. And then um, Hallowed Be Thy Name, the begin- like the-, the intro of that song, too. Like, just, jeez, that man's just, he's just a beast, you know. So you put him with Steve Harris, and I mean, like, that's like oil and water coming together at times. So that's going to be fun. But I mean, man, the creative output's been amazing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I started thinking, because, like, again, I went on this journey and listened to Maiden. How many bands, with a career as long as Maiden, like literally keeps the set list as fresh as they do?
1: Well, they pe- people want to quote unquote hear hear the hits, but. They've got They they don't shy away from the stuff That you know people might not Necessarily like when you automatically Think of a maiden show They don't shy away from stuff that uh, That Joe Average fan doesn't necessarily Go to and all that So they, they're they probably keeping it fresh Just for their own Enjoyment I know I certainly would But I,
0: I think they can actually get away with it Because they've i i don't i don't i don't feel like maiden ever hit a point where they just started putting out filler and then touring you know like i love kiss to death but psycho circus not a great record sonic okay. boom i like and i think there's some good stuff um and also what was the last record was a I thought that one was really Monsters. good. Yeah, but I don't think that Kiss plays enough of the good stuff from those records. Like, there's they've they've got some better stuff. So, but so then Kiss, I feel like, and especially putting the makeup back on, I feel like they got trapped back into the um, the, the makeup day stuff. Like they they almost oh, played yeah, nothing yeah. from like the non makeup years. And dude, that's some of my favorite shit. You know, that's mm-hmm. where I came on board. I, I, want to, I want to hear all of it. I mean, they've, they've got a huge catalog. I want to hear all of it. And I mean, you know, not that I'm ever disappointed at a Kiss concert, but you can pretty much figure out the set list. You can't do that at a Maiden show, you know. And I also love that Maiden does like um, classic shows, quote unquote, and then more of the newer stuff shows. And I've only seen Maiden once. I saw him on the um, Final Frontier tour with John Caddick, Iron City Rocks. Right. And, um, like, that show was fantastic. It was not a classic show. It was the modern show, the the newer stuff. Holy crap. It was stuff that I hadn't heard. And it it was still just as enjoyable had it been a classic show. I mean, of course, they played a couple of the stuff, you know, from – um, like when I think of classic Maiden, I think Live After Death, you know. Mm. But I mean, it was good. Like I, I could honestly see Maiden anytime, and you're, you're gonna get sucked into it because of that storytelling aspect, you know. So that's that's been my journey this week. With one more question for you to ponder.
4: Oh. S-
0: so I I happened to pan upon a hardcore band that I want to check out called Cruelty, spelled with a K okay Um, and you look at the logo it looks like pretty much every hardcore band out there you know Mm -hmm. like like that that script block old english type lettering you know um i don't know that's uh, gothic maybe the gothic songwriting is that makes sense but they're japanese
1: they are yeah
0: and they're in japan and that got me thinking do you think like hard rock and metal has just gotten so homogenized that people don't put their own spin on stuff anymore?
1: Uh, uh, they're definitely this, this cruelty, you know, I'm not going to be talking about them tonight, but that record has excuse me, has come across my desk as well, and um, it definitely they're showing their influence.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I don't think they're looking to re- to reinvent the wheel this particular band. Okay. I haven't listened to I, it
0: at all. I'm, I'm going strictly by the imagery. Cause like I clicked okay. on it. I'm looking at the pictures, the logos. I'm like, this looks like any band I could see in America.
1: Uh, yeah, it's yeah. If, if I hadn't been told in advance they're from Japan, I would. Okay. You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't scream Japanese japanese but this day and age do any underground bands can you and that's probably to your point you know like sweden had their death metal sound florida kind of had their death metal sound canada had you know slaughter up here and all that just like yeah various regions kind of were able to cut their own niche in the underground but maybe that's not happening too much today because when the bands were cutting their own niche and you know every geographical reason re- region kind of had their own style yeah. those were the innovators yeah and then now all these bands from Canada and the US they're all influenced by sepultura and sarcofago and you know every you know all these d-beat bands from japan all these swedish bands all these swedish hardcore bands are influenced now by disclose and all that so it's it's yeah you're i i I think you're right in that department
0: well and i think this is an example because i mean if you just look at the way music's going in general i feel like this is an example of where having the connectivity we have to each other via social media, the internet, having the availability of all this music is honestly hurting us.
1: Creatively, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and like you and I, we're the old timers. We totally get the old, the old school mentality and just having, you know, everything at our fingertips is nice, for a little while (laughs) you know like that immediate gratification it's just it's just not the same like we can get pounded by 10 bands in one day okay but when we went out and we bought that one or two albums we got more enjoyment out of those two albums than those 10 digital albums that we get pounded with, you know. So
0: You know, and I'm still like that. Like like when I got the first Gojira record that I that I bought when I um I think it was the Link. I dude, I just I, I put that record on. I think I was probably driving to or from work and I'm just gonna enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, wow, and this is new, you know. Same thing with like Dillinger Escape Plan. One of us is the killer. When I got that record and just put put it on, just like, oh, just you just get, get taken away, you know, like, I, when I think about all the different sounds, the New York sound, the London sound, the California sound, you know, and because everybody had their own technique, their style, and they're just trying to push and do the best thing they could for that, you know, that area, that era, like, I miss that kind of creativity, because now everybody's kind of chasing the same thing globally, so you don't get a chance for a new thing to always come to the surface, I think. You know, like, I think mm-hmm. there's a great story about Nirvana, which I'm still not a Nirvana fan, I'm really not. Like, that's a whole nother episode. Um, but Kurt Cobain was talking about he couldn't get his hands on the music he was reading about And but he was reading about punk rock, and so Nirvana was shaped around what he thought it was going to sound like based on what he read. Like that's a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. You know, and and that's fascinating. And I'm like, huh, okay. And like now I can kind of see that. And then you see like the other stuff in the Seattle sound. Because I mean, Nirvana's one thing. But the Melvins are a whole other fucking sound. You know? <laughs> same same uh, with early Soundgarden, you know?
1: Uh-huh. You want to talk Seattle? Metal Church. <laughs> now then, that's
0: not, they're Seattle?
1: They're from Seattle, yeah. Like, that doesn't... But, no, but they're not Seattle. I always <laughs> thought they were from, L.A. No, no, they're... <laughs> same thing with Queensryche.
0: Them I knew about.
1: Yeah, you can't necessarily... Uh, You know you can't pigeonhole the band from where they hail from that's that's And going back to what you were saying about Mm -hmm. about Cobain you know kind of forming his own thought of how they might sound from reading about them in a magazine like that was my teens yeah you know because I was every every month I was buying metal forces Krang. you know even the odd you know even, even the odd hit, hit parade or circus when something from the underground was in it, and then like magazines like Metal Mania would come along, and of course, all the fanzines as well. Point is, yeah, I had all this all this literature. No, there's no internet, no yeah. real way. The radio certainly wasn't playing Mortal Sin, you know, <laughs> from Australia. The radio wasn't playing them, so you kind of had to, you know, trust, you know, uh, Our A writer's viewpoint, and you kind of had to kind of imagine it yourself what you know, living death, the new living death album, might have sounded like, yeah, you know, that. So, yeah, I totally (sighs) understand where she's coming from.
0: It's just interesting, but that's everything for me this week, man. It's been a heavy week.
1: It has been, it has been And since you kind of started off with the whole Black Lives Matters and all that As you may recall, last episode, like, the whole thing Winnipeg, at our legislative, was having their Black Lives Matter protests Oh in, yeah, that was last in, week
0: when we recorded, that, right?
1: As we were recording, yeah. yeah One of the reasons, because of everything that was going on I didn't feel comfortable enough to step out into 20,000 people and all that, so, and we were doing the show and all that, I just couldn't, I just couldn't be there, and I'm just, uh, I kind of wish that I would have been, because there was 20,000 Winnipeggers all showed up at the legislative building, which is the, go- the, the big government building.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And 20,000 people, and zero police reports, zero police incidences.
0: So that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I, and i'm hoping that everyone's like learned their lesson from what's going on here in the states um ah dude like so and then that's actually like like two more things that's been on my mind with all this police stuff but the um i so going back to slavery the abolition of slavery 13th amendment so now I totally get why there's racism in the United States, but what I don't get is why it's other places. Like, why is England racist? Why is Canada racist? You know.
1: Hmm. well, if like I said, if we're if Canadians are going to be racist, you know, and there's no reason for it at all from anyone at any point for any reason it would be against our first nations i have i have seen i have seen it you know that that type of racism with my own eyes but you're right as what you were saying about the 13th amendment and all that against you know ha- unnecessary hatred against black people just seems like an america thing
0: yeah yeah and then like the things they were calling for were like defund the police um and oh, there's defund the police. And then, like, Google and Microsoft have committed to not sell face recognition software to any law enforcement agency, which, you know, I'm sorry, but to me, it sounds like now's a great time to commit a crime. Um, no chuckle, not even a little <laughs> uh, one. <okay. I, laughs> you know, sorry. Because <laughs> like, that, that's really a little funny, you know, but. But the defunding the police, I'm like, okay, where's this coming from? Like, because that makes me nervous where, I, you know, I, I certainly don't trust the police, but we can't have complete chaos. But then watching the 13th Amendment, I had no idea what had happened uh, and how, how much the police had been militarized in the 90s under Clinton. That apparently escaped me, so I'm like, oh, that's why we're defunding the police. And then um, I think, was it Detroit or was it Minneapolis? Maybe it was Minneapolis. They committed to like disbanding the existing force and reestablishing um, more local community-based um, police
1: agencies. That certainly sounds like a good idea.
0: Well, yeah, and it sounds like how they used to do it. Like you remember, like like when you'd have the small town police and the precincts and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like like that's really been gotten away from, you know. Like when you had local police, they were your local police. You typically knew them; they lived in your neighborhood, you
1: know. Yeah, and you wouldn't you were you weren't worried about them bashing your head in because. you were speeding or something like people seem to be kind of in fear of that now even even if it's not going to happen there are people in this world that are like when they get pulled over they're like "Uh oh like am i getting out of this
0: yeah yeah
1: you know and that's
0: that's kind of why all
1: all of this is going on no problem i'm
0: i'm proud of winnipeg and i'm still glad that canada's joining in it So, but let me ask this though. So, why, like in Winnipeg, what's what's the goal there? Like, what are you trying? Are they trying to influence what's happening in the states, or is there something going in? Like, are are the moose unfairly beating up people that I don't know about?
1: (laughs) No, no no, no, moose abuse. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) there's that's a bad name. Oh my goodness, moose abuse. Yeah, no, uh, no, I, th- I think it's just solidarity. You know, we're, we're, we're with you. We've, we've got your back. You know, I think that's the had the idea of Canadians, you know, protesting outside of their parliament and all that. I really, it's just, we got your back.
0: Yeah, this is such a deep fucking rabbit hole, man. Like it has been.
1: I feel like this is like our third episode <laughs> well, <laughs> where we. Hey!
0: Hey! I hope I hope the listeners aren't getting sick of because we're not going to stop talking about it because there's a lot of work to be done. And there definitely is. If you get a chance, though, you've really got to watch the 13th Amendment. That was a I fucking eye-opener. Too, yeah. That, yeah, was, I don't that was know. terrifying.
1: Hope, hopefully it is. Because like Canada and the U.S. has different Netflixes. Six, six, six. Yes. So I'm going to... Definitely I'm going to check that out for my mental fix got some cool cool records across my desk Australians Australia's cauldron black ram their first record huh, entitled slaver <laughs> okay, it's available now from 20 bucks spin I think it's their first record in like six or seven years now good good some good brutal death and um, they first came to my attention you know back a war Music Shop, and all that. As we were as we were selling their stuff, and it's like it's like, who the hell is this? I'm gonna have to slap on a play copy of this, and it's like, oh, okay, this is really cool. So, I was given that a spin as well. Available now, courtesy of Horror Pain Gore Death Productions, the uh, debut full lengther from Carrion Vale, simply called God Killer. Some cool brutal death from them as well as cranking that today speaking of today while i'm at money job it was about three in the afternoon and of course as i've said on the radio more than you know all i've got at at work is just terrestrial radio an old-fashioned ghetto blaster the only thing on it that works is the radio and besides yeah. you really don't want your electronics in a you know in a uh, in a dusty You know, dirty warehouse. Right. And all that. So, I'm good with that. About 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uncut. I don't know. Maybe the DJ wanted to go have a cigarette or whatever. But they cranked Master of Puppets. Wow. Now, they play lots of Metallica on the radio, but... Guess what record all the Metallica songs are from?
0: Well, the Black <laughs> Album and 4
1: They're all from the Black Album, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very rarely does anything from the first four records yeah. actually make it to our terrestrial radio, particularly it's be
0: the Black Album, and then the
1: song Fuel. Then Fuel, yeah. <laughs> Not a whole like I don't think I've ever heard anything from Hardwired on on terrestrial radio at any time okay like i'm talking late at night when they might get a little more experimental or whatever but no three in the afternoon master of puppets and when a really cool song does come on Mm -hmm. like all work stops like i i just drop everything and i crank the radio and all and i actually have a uh i have this joke that i make like even even like if there's a good song on And a customer pulls up in a truck and if I've seen him before and have a good if I have a good rapport with this guy or it's another company dropping their shit off and all that I'll make I'll make a joke like okay, from now on, I only want you dropping your stuff off when there's not a kick ass song on the radio. And I'll (laughs) kinda look (laughs) at me like, What? And then I'll kinda smile and he'll go, Oh, it'll register. Oh, he's being mr. funny man and he goes okay well okay next time next time I'll call I'll, I'll, I'll call ahead make sure there's not a good song <laughs> well thank you I'd appreciate that yeah three in the afternoon master of puppets even cooler is that is that a word cooler I don't know today okay we're gonna make it one it's, it's it's gonna be a snowy original then even cooler earlier this week I got a text in the morning about nine in the morning it's about Tuesday Tuesday morning one of the one of my co-workers and all that like I have different hours than him and all that but he had control of the radio in the morning. he texts me and just to say that blank station, is now playing wasps blind in texas
3: wow <laughs> i know
1: nine nine in the morning on a tuesday that's like you gotta be fucking awesome. kidding me <laughs> Like holy shit who lost a bet you know ooh, ooh, ooh. What, what the oh, hell so- holy jeez and you might think no well this is no big deal like whatever you're talking about you know listening to music at work i do that all the time you know but Okay, anyone that does that, can and I, you know, I'll go on Facebook and I'll make a post, you know, motorhead on the radio or whatever. I'm so stoked blah blah blah. Okay, and I get people responding, you know, in the in the status comment section saying, "Well, go on the internet. You can listen to whatever you want and all that. Why are you getting so excited about the radio and all that? It's like this is all I have." <laughs> you know, you know. So so I when can. something Kick-ass comes on, you know. Like I, 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 don't have the internet at my disposal at my disposal while I'm working. So yeah, to hear, to hear, you know, blind in Texas. Not I want to be somebody, you know. Like that's that that was something else. So I, after I got that text, I immediately I pulled out the last command. I still I pulled out still not black enough, and just spent. Tuesday morning, cranking some of the wasps. We are sexual perverts, Dude, stuff.
0: Blind in <laughs> Texas. Now, if you told me they played Animal, fuck like a beast.
1: Oh my god, an yeah. <laughs> that would be really, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before we get into some tunes, yeah, I got this video. I saw I saw this vid video being shared on Facebook as well really pulled out the old they really tugged at the old heartstrings and i think i even shared it on our facebook page
0: it's only been this week my god has this seemed like a long week
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. dude this really cool video i think it's a couple years ago that that it happened but i'm just seeing it now but there is an elementary school The Wirtz elementary school it was in california somewhere Mm -hmm. okay i guess their their music teacher and friends or local musicians or whatever they all got together they gathered up the fifth grade class took them outside set up the mics and they all sang minor threats minor threat i'm like oh my god to see these kids singing minor threat none of these kids can sing and all that but it's like it's not the point it just yeah. it sounded like just oh my god oh my god i just my heart was just dump, 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 you know it just wow wow absolutely amazing so needless to say to get us into some tunes i grabbed the audio from that so this is the words Elementary school, the fifth grade, (laughs) singing Minor Threats. kick it from that aforementioned carrion veil vale record available now on horror pain gore death that is black chariot and before that uh once again the cauldron black ram album slaver that is horror to war great stuff great stuff couple awesome bands the stuff is available now go out and check it soon enough soon enough our good buddy Mr. King Fowley from the mighty deceased is putting out another one of his more unique records over over the just go to the metal archives, wherever you would go to see this and just check out deceased's discography. And there's certainly not, you know, there are no, um, there are no strangers to doing cover songs, tribute albums, cover, cover albums and all that we've played, you know, some stuff from deceased covering some of our favorite tunes in the past coming out very soon and we're going to get, be getting more information about it from king himself but coming out very soon is going to be the follow-up from their rotten to the core simply it's rotten to the core record simply titled rotten to the core 2 which is basically you know like their cadaver traditions compilations the rotten to the cores were punk covers, this awesome death metal band, this awesome thrash band, covering some, uh, you know, some some of the cool, awesome bands from throughout the '80s that kind of shaped Mister Fowley to make the awesome band that he fronts as well. And if no one, if you no one is, if any of our listeners, you know, are not too familiar with deceased they themselves you know i i would not hesitate to refer to them as the legendary deceased they were the very first band ever signed to relapse records way back in the day and they've just consistently put out wicked stuff over the years and it is still going on today we just just a little while ago Last year, the year before, we had King on talking about his ghostly white record that had just dropped, courtesy of Hell's Headbangers. Well, this time around, something a little bit different than the last record, but something that we're definitely going to get behind in full force, because imagine if you will, deceased doing final conflict, discharge, toxic reasons, the accused, uniformed, Uniform choice, Clash's "London Calling." Oh, good one! Uh, yeah, yeah, and Cryptic Slaughter's "MAD," which that is going to be kind of the uh, track that gets us to our recent recent wicked chat with our with good friend of the show and all around cooled guy, Mr. King Fowley. The legendary
3: deceased. the
5: foremost whenever with everything that's going on in the world right now obviously the first thing on everyone's mind is how are you doing how is everyone you know on your end i hope everyone right now is healthy and happy
2: everybody is healthy and happy um we're doing good you know it's it's our 35th anniversary of decease. it stinks that we can't get out and play you know and honor the 35th anniversary we had a lot of things lined up for the year and we were just watching the weekends go away and the gigs that we were supposed to play down in florida or atlanta or in uh richmond virginia or even here in philadelphia where i'm out uh out of um it it is what it is you know i mean you got to be safe you know people now with the rioting and all this stuff now people are out more than ever and you can't do shows you can't be in the same room with a bunch of people but they can do all this craziness so it, it just is what it is i'm just riding it out you know everybody's been you know thankfully healthy through it all and you know, I haven't come in contact with the virus or anything. I've been uh, doing spring cleaning at my house, man, going through all my stuff. And I guess it's some stuff, you know, being home more than usual. Cause I'm, I'm a goer. I don't like to sit at all. I never take days off, you know, even today being Sunday, I don't even take Sundays off or nothing and lay around. I'll watch movies now. And then of course, but, uh, I like to go, go, go. So right now I'm up in all my floors of my house, just going through stuff and moving stuff on or just packing stuff or breaking stuff to fix it kind of thing. But just dealing with it the best I can, you know, keeping a smile and life is life. For sure. For sure. Well, thank
5: you so much for giving us a moment of your time this week. The, the, Number one reason, you know, that we're doing this today is you're, with uh, Deceased, going to be releasing a new, um, and you're kind of infamous for this in the past, having done this a few times before, but a new covers compilation, Rotten to the Core 2. The nightmare uh, continues. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kind of maybe get any new
2: listener up to speed on exactly what what, the, what that is. Well, like in the early 2000s, we did a release. We had a friend named Scooter. He got in touch. He was a punk rocker, a hardcore kind of guy, and he liked our attitude. He said, you know, you guys are a metal band. I'm not a big metal guy, but I really like your attitude. It touches a lot of things that I'm into. And he says, I feel you guys have a lot of punk in you, too. You know, a lot of honesty, a lot of underground uh, ways of looking at life and stuff. And we we became great friends. And he said, I'd love to do something with you on the label. And I said, well, shit, maybe we could put out something like a you know, a covers thing with all the, you know, these bands. I said, I grew up with tons of punk rock and stuff. I, you know, at the earliest of ages, luckily when I was like 10, got into the plasmatics and got into stuff like the Ramones and the Dead Kennedys and Nina Hagen and to the Clash when I was very, very young. So it all had a place for me. And I, you know, it just grew from there with all the crossover stuff of cryptic slaughter, the accused, we could go on and on. So he was like, oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. So in the early 2000s, we got together and we, you know, we, we put down a bunch of tunes that we wanted to do and he said yeah man and we went in the studio and quickly just in a punk rock way bashed him out and uh it really came out cool and it was fun and it was just something neat well here it is years later i think it's i think that was like around 2002 or three we did that one here just 17 years later and we talked he says hey man you want to do another volume and i said yeah i said i got hundreds and hundreds of songs and bands i'd love to pay tribute to and i said you know we're in between studio albums with deceased let's go for it he says all right so I told the guys, I said, you know, this is what we're going to roll with. This is the tunes. We got together, uh, We and we recorded this stuff, and we basically got all this stuff done just before the quote-unquote lockdown and uh, got in and did everything we had to do. And it's now in the process of just waiting for the plant to open, or it is open, and just getting in line, you know, cueing ourselves up to uh, get it released. But it's looking about a month away right now on Malt Soda Records again, which is Scooter's label. He's a great guy. Uh, we did a lot of cool stuff this time. We actually covered The Clash this round, The Buzzcocks for some of the more rock, you know, kind of punk rock. And then we did some of the more crazy stuff like The Accused is on there this time, a tune from them, Martha Splatterhead. We did Mad from Cryptic Slaughter. We did some lesser known bands too, like Depression from Australia, which isn't one of the most, you know, known punk bands that there is. But it's—it it, all of this stuff had a place in my heart. It wasn't stuff just picked at random. And, you know, I didn't just try to go with, you know, the song from the bands. You know, sometimes it does because it is the song from the bands but try to, like, kind of think outside of the box a little bit and just, just go with cool stuff. We got Lethal Aggression on there from New Jersey, you know, and Toxic Reasons, things like that. And I'm really proud. I think this one actually came out better than the first one, and it's, 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 I'm really proud of the guys. They, they played their asses off, and I'm really looking forward to getting it out there and, you know, talking about it a little bit maybe turning off some people that don't know these bands uh, outside of the metal genre people that uh, see if they dig this kind of stuff, too, because I sure do.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're radioactive metal, but we we have our interests in hardcore and punk as well. Poor
2: sure thing. I mean, yeah. it, it all has its place. I mean, you know, a lot of it just crosses over. It just does. No pun intended, but it just does. For sure, for sure. Yeah,
5: you you mentioned like a lot of bands, and and you're covering a lot of these bands that just there's maybe have a, a following within the within the punk. Punk, punk community but maybe a metalhead you know a hardcore disease fan might not necessarily know who toxic reasons is and all that so i think okay, exactly that definitely definitely helps did you get a lot of response or feedback from the first time you did run to the core did you get a lot of
2: response or feedback i did yeah, got a lot of cool stuff. People or, were like, it was neat. It was like, you know, that was, that was almost 20 years ago now, and that was like we were we were at that time, let's see, we were about 15 years into our uh, career, you want to call it that, and people kind of knew us, but they didn't know as much as they do as 20 years and on, and people were like, oh, that's cool. You know, you guys are into this stuff. I'm into this stuff, too, and the first one had a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I grew up with the sex pistols. I grew up with all that kind of stuff, the bad brains, and all that stuff was, of course, there, and, you know, that it was DRI, and that was in there, and the plasmatics, and we even went DRI, on that one was the angry Simmelons, which was more of a you know of a silly punk rock thing, but cool as hell, and N O T A, which was a really cool band and you know it's just it 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 really went over well and people were like oh that's really cool you you know you know this stuff too because when i was growing up one of the things i wanted to get was the ugliest music i could and the fastest music i could and the craziest music i could and of course you can't just you know look away from punk rock and and hardcore and and this and that kind of and you know that stuff because it was it was it just was the cool stuff too to me i mean the dead kennedys i mean there's tons of influence right there into Voivod, which is one of my favorite bands you can just sit here and you know kind of break it down and it, it 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 all has its place, and I really thought that people took to it well, and I thought, you know, we did a nice job on the first one. We didn't want to make it um, stupid. We didn't want to make it, like, you know, obviously, De- Deceased has a little bit of, well, a gruffy vocal kind of thing. I didn't want to do that. Like, if you listen to something, you know, like Six Feet Under or something like that, where they're doing ACDC and they're barking out the lyrics, that just that don't sound right to me. I wanted to make it intense, but I wanted to keep it within the realms of what it should be to me. I didn't want to, like, mock it. I feel like sometimes you would mock that. So, like, with this new one we've just done, like, you know, I, I, I will sing The Clash, but I won't sing it. I will, you know, I will give it an intensity to it. I still, you know give it some power and things i'm definitely not laying back on anything like that but i'm not going to come at it like with the with the deceased quote-unquote death metal voice it just doesn't it just isn't there you know
5: well i'm really i'm really excited for this i can't i can't wait and just the fact that some of these more classic bands, like The Accused, they're now known as The Accused AD and Cryptic Slaughter, they're still around under a different name and all that. It's really heartening as a fan. We're, we're about the same age. We walked uh, you know a lot of the same paths right. together. It's really cool that a lot of these bands, I don't want to say getting
2: older, but you know, they're, they're, they're still killing it. And so it's the we, we played with the accused AD a few months ago. Blaine's one of my favorite vocalists of all time of, you know, in, in any genre I've always loved that guy. And then I, and I even was mentioning to somebody that I don't know how the hell the accused didn't end up on the first one. Cause they're absolutely one of my favorites of them all from the riffing to the intensity of the band. I mean, they're just great. And playing finally getting to play a show with them in Portland a few months. Well, right before Christmas, was incredible dude just hanging out and you know i was like man we're doing a gig with the q's finally you know we've played with tons and tons of bands over the years we had never played with the q's and we finally have so great guys you know and it was they they still knock it out of the park that's so that's really heartening to hear as well like
5: you getting excited because you've I don't mean to embarrass you but people see deceased as a legendary band and all that but here you are you're getting excited about meeting another band that you know might be on the same i don't like this but on the same level as you and you're getting excited about that and that's that's really good to hear my friend that's all awesome.
2: we're, we're all in this together man I, you know i've never been this kind of You know, never put my head or nose above anybody else. We're all in this from the newest bands to the oldest bands. Music is music, and that's what I got into it for. That's my underground. You know, we do this together. We help each other out, you know, and year in, year out. You know, I'm a lifer, so I'm in this all the way, and I've seen a lot of things, seen a lot of trends, seen a lot of good, seen a lot of bad, seen a lot of dicks, seen a lot of cool people, you know, this and that along the way. It's just part of it you know, and to get, a, you know, go over there and play with the accused and just hang out. We actually stay we're over with a friend of ours, Dennis at his, he has a little, uh, art gallery thing. We went to, where He has a bunch of horror posters and things. We sat up there all afternoon. We ate burritos and, uh, you know, and just hung out and goofed off and talked about all the days because, you know, the accused, Lane, especially, he's a little older than me, even, and he's, he's seen the world, and we just, you know, talked about it all, and it was, it was easy to get along, you know, we just were, like you said, we, you know, we're all walking the same path, you know, and he just uh, was really cool, and then that night we played the show together, and it was just a blast. The whole thing was just a great memory experience for me and the guys in the seats for sure. Right on,
5: right on. Yeah, it's times. It's times like that, and just having conversations with friends and all that in the industry and in the scene and all that. It's like, man, I should have pressed record. <laughs> you know, that would, <laughs> that would, you know, everyone definitely would have enjoyed that. Uh, sure. yeah. Um, so this this run to the core not going to be with Hell's Headbangers though. It's just it was just was just not a project.
2: Or like, no, no, it's out it's not kind of that. you know, we're we're signed to help that bangers. They're such cool guys. We can do whatever we want with whoever we want. They totally get it. They are the, you know, they are the quote unquote underground of what, you know, I'm a part of, you know. They are like, Hey, yeah, this is your guy, that's your thing, go do it. We'll support you. You know, they looked out for us. They're, they're the best record label we've ever worked with, uh, Head Bangers. You know, they did a hell of a job with Ghostly White and all the time we've been with them, the reissues and, you know, just from the quality to it to the honesty on the phone and, and just what we agree on business side of things and things like that. I've had no issues with them. And, yeah, I mean, we just we just wanted to get this out through Maltzoda, you know, thing with Scooter and Old dear Friend, and it, it went great. It just really did. Right on, right on. And
5: kind of on that note, um, I want to thank you personally for, because me being a good Canadian boy, eh? Um, <laughs> want, I want to thank you on your cadaver traditions record, doing a cover of the ballad of Harry Warden from the, I third, love it. I one point, of my, yeah. one of, I'm
2: looking at the, I'm actually looking at the, my bloody Valentine poster right now in my room here. It's on my ceiling. I see it every night before I go to bed. There's old Harry with poking through the, the, uh, the mask, uh, yeah, great song. It was that was weird. It was like me and Mike Smith from the Seas. We kept talking about wanting to do that for years, and one day we just literally, just me and him, just slipped off into the studio, and he played uh, the bass and the guitar, and I played the drums and uh, sang it, and we just kind of made it happen. And uh, it, it that's a really haunting thing. We we've, we've got a couple more things up our sleeve with that kind of stuff. We we, we want to do the theme to Madman next. You know, the old Madman Mars movie. I know my buddy Valentine is a Canadian but a Canadian pitcher so that's why you're getting that a lot of those horror movies back then they had that uh, what I have here in Philadelphia with the uh, M, uh, M. night guy or whatever the hell his name I can't ever say that guy's name but you know all of his movies are made here for like uh, tax purposes and stuff I know a lot of people shot up to Canada and did a lot of movies uh, cheaply in the 80s stuff like my Bloody Valentine for example and uh, mm. yeah it's it's really cool stuff but we, we're gonna do more we' we got some more themes we're thinking of doing.
5: Right on, right on. That was actually going to be my next question. Like is there any and anything else you would like to do? Like I could I could see you, you know, giving your take on some old goblin tunes or something like, like that. I'd love like to that do that too. One
2: of my wife's favorite bands. Uh we love that the Susperia soundtrack, especially all that stuff. But uh yeah, there, we've thought about it. I've thought about the uh, one The Road Leads to Nowhere from Last House on the Left. I've got the Madman Mars in my mind. I've got a few more uh, things out there from other movies, just little things. The madman Mars theme, unfortunately, I don't think it's actually com- complete. I don't think they ever actually finished the lyrics. It kind of drops out. And I was talking to I actually know the, I don't know if you know the movie, but madman Mars. I actually talked with Paul, the uh, madman from it, uh, there's a connection with me, my mom's sister, my aunt, uh, Marlene, who got me into music, her boyfriend at the time, this was about 1980, 81. He was in Madman, the movie Madman. He was, his name was Seth Jones. He was the one that got decapitated. So it goes way back. So a couple of years ago, I saw it when it came out in Falls church, Virginia, when I was growing up, they had a, like a homecoming thing. Seth Jones, big movie played the local theater. You know, those were the times, my bloody Valentine, happy birthday to me. Those kind of movies were all coming out then. And uh, it was weird. I years later, like I'd say like about five years ago now, up here there's a drive in it's called Mahoning and they do a lot of um uh weekends of like tribute weekends, uh horror weekends or like Spider Man weekend or you know, like it could be anything, Jurassic Park, whatever. But they do but at the time they were doing a lot of horror stuff and they actually had Paul uh, from the movie uh, come out as as Madman. He's an older guy now, and I'm sitting in my van, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I was probably like 46, 47 when I saw this, and when I first saw it, I was like 13, and I was like, this is crazy. So he's over there talking to me about Seth Jones. He remembered. He's like, Hey, you knew Seth and blah, 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 blah. And the next thing I know, I'm watching the movie there. and He comes over to my van while the movie's playing and he starts shaking the van during the Madman Mars kill theme. And I'm like, this is so damn surreal. Here's Madman Mars in front of my van, like shaking the van, you know, going nuts. I'm like, this is so, this is so kooky and fun, man. That's the stuff that, that, that's the memories I live for, man. Stuff like that, really nice guy. But yeah, it was really cool to, uh, to to get with him, and I told him the connection, and just just a nice guy. Excellent, excellent.
5: Yeah, you have you're kind of infamous for your love of horror, and every every October we always like to have like some horror horror related theme type episode. So I think if you Welcome. want to do this again, come come October, I'm there. Uh, you October. let me know, and I'm there. That's a promise, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> right on, right on, right Excellent, excellent. Um, Ghostly White, a couple years old now. That was the last time we spoke. Um, how are we looking? And I understand the world is kind of in an uphe- upheaval right, right now, but how are we looking
2: up for uh, for the follow-up? The follow-up has a working title, and it will be the title of the album. It's called Children of the Morning. That was the name of the next deceased record. It's going to be a few years out again. And the reason that people always say, what's going on? Takes you a few years to do records. Well, the main guitar player and writer, Mike Smith, in the band, he doesn't perform live anymore. He actually lives overseas. He's a government. He works for the government. And he lives outside of Turkey these days. And he does a lot of government time over there. And with the last record, it took about seven years. I think it was like, you know, basically from like 2011 till about 2018, we slowly wrote the record. And the thing I was like I was saying the other day when I was talking to uh, Craig with his with his uh, uh, Internet thing was basically I wait for Mike. Mike waits for me. We get together. We bring in the other guys. We bring in Shane, our other guitar player, and we write. And when Mike's in America, we get together. You know, we all just drive down to Shane's and we start jamming. Now, there's going to be days when you go down there and spend the whole day and you don't get any new riffs. There's gonna be times when Mike's in the country for a few days and you don't get any riffs, and all you can do is, oh well, we didn't get anything. But we don't just throw shit together and call, you know, and settle. We basically it has to be right. So it took that time, and Mike's almost to the point point now. You're talking about being older guys these days. He's almost retired from work. So when he's retired, he said, "We'll do two albums in three years, then to make up for it," you know, jokingly. But that that's how it goes. Right now, we get the we get the he he brings in most of the riffs. Uh, I do what I call the derangement, not the arrangement, but the derangement of some of it. We sit down, we get with Shane, we wrote the last record, basically it was a three-piece with just two guitars and drums. We didn't write with Les on bass, we pretty much showed him the stuff as it was written. Uh, We're all spread out these days. I'm in Pennsylvania, Shane lives in basically Maryland, D.C. border, Mike is over in Turkey, Les is in Texas, and then you know we have the live guys that play too, like Matt and uh, Walter, who and Amos, Amos lives in Georgia, our drummer, and in Matt and Walter both live in Frederick Maryland so we're all over the place you know a lot of homework has to be done to play live shows and then as far as getting in the room together it you takes time and that's what's going to happen with this one children of the morgue if, if I was to give you a, a guesstimate right now as we sit in 2020 I'm thinking I'm thinking like 2023. On this, I'm hoping it could turn into 2025 by the time we're done. But you know, with with the retirement coming up and things, I don't think it'll take as long. But it'll be a few years still, and, and we're in the earliest of early stages of that. We have very little uh, on the on the uh, on the table as far as music, you know, riffs and songs so far. But we do have a working title, and it will come together. And that's why we did the Rotten to the Core 2 now. And I'm actually There's actually another thing going to be coming, hopefully, at the end of this year, because I like to stay busy. These are the ideas in my head for years of something called thrash times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> and, and if you've ever, if you've ever seen the, the soundtrack with the Van shoes, you know, you've seen the artwork, the motif of that. Well, we'll bring out the high tap Nikes for the cover. We'll bring out the Fast Times at Ridgemont High motif outside of that, and we're going to call it Thrash Times at Ridgemont High. I've had this idea in my head for 20, I'd say almost 25 years. We we, we said, yeah, one day we're going to do Thrash Times at Ridgemont High. Just like, you know, I said, one day we're going to cover punk rock, and we did it, and we've talked about all kinds of things. If they were to to, uh, quote me on everything I said back then, We'll do a we'll do a radio album of like all our radio songs we grew up with, like The Cars or Boston or something like that. I don't know if that'll ever happen that as far as that goes, but Thrash Times at Richmond High is definitely the next thing on the agenda of, to do.
5: I would absolutely love that because Fast Times is one of my favorite movies of all times, and I have been is on track, my, and my favorite
2: movie of all time. That's my number one. <laughs> right on, right on. We'll be here quoting it yeah. for the next hour, you and me back and forth. <laughs> it Love it, though. But yeah, that's that's definitely coming. And that, and that, that that basically, besides playing live shows and doing things here and there, that 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 you know takes the time. While you're waiting, instead of doing nothing, you do this. You know what I'm saying? And people say, oh, you do a lot of covers and this and that. I enjoy doing that, too. I just want to play music, you know. And, I don't, and we, again, we don't just throw music together, original tunes, to have more tunes, you know. Because, to me, that's bullshit. That's what I call rent records, where people just throw records out there. Yeah, here's our new record. Here's eight new songs. And you're, like, to yourself, like,
4: eh, these aren't
2: very good. You know, I'd rather have every song be the best it can be because this is our epitaph. When we're all dead and gone, this is our epitaph. This stuff sticks around for better or for worse, and we want it to be the best it can be because that's why we formed a band before anything was to create music we enjoy and, you know, we're proud of. Mm -hmm, Definitely,
5: yeah. When you talk about your epitaph and all that, and, like, in in my day job and just out and about in the world, away from the scene and all that, where you're just dealing with a bunch of normies and they don't understand... You know this, the underground sing scene. They don't understand metal or hardcore. all, so, you know, oh, it's just a bunch of noise and all that. And it's like number one, yeah. no, it's not. And number number two, when you're dead and gone, what you have a tombstone. You know, <laughs> when these <laughs> when these when these bands unfortunately are going to leave us and all that, but they they're going to have this legacy. They're going to live forever and all that. It's just, you know, it's it's the
2: path I know I chose for life and things like that. And music in general has saved my life, you know, when I was a youngster and all caught up in drugs and all that nonsense. And if I didn't have that music, I would have just kept on doing what I do with nothing else to go to. You know, I was like, you know what? I don't need drugs. I got this music and it's giving me that high that that drugs that ain't going to do nothing good for me at all, you know, isn't doing for me. You know what I'm saying? So then it was like, okay, Mm -hmm. so gave all that up 30 plus years ago and Luckily, you know, that was it was young enough to be able to, you know, rise above all that shit and didn't go and, you know, you know, you I know you've seen it and you probably have friends we both do that, you know, that just don't seem to like want to turn that turn that light off, you know what I'm saying, to turn the right light on, you know, and it's a shame to see people like that. And for me, music has been my outlet all along and I'm just I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, I've, you know, I've been through a lot of shit in my life, you know, health wise strokes and blood clots and peace. Uh, pulmonary infarcts in my lung, and you know all this shit's just part of it. And if I didn't have that music, what well, would I fall back on? To a day job? What's a day job? I mean, if that gives people to their life and that's their uh, purpose, and they're 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 smiling, then hey, who am I to knock any of that? But for me, having that music there, having that creative, you know, power inside me to do what I need to do to make my life complete, then I'm happy as hell for that. Definitely, definitely,
5: I feel exact. This is why. I've been doing radioactive metal for more than 13 years now because I just—it's just yeah—it's just, yeah, it's just I, I I can't imagine myself not doing this anymore. And when people say, "Well, you don't make any money off it," well, you know what? I get paid a lot. I get paid by speaking to King Fowley. I get paid by you know all of these artists that when I was a teenager, okay. And it's like, well, wait until you're in your 40s. And you're gonna be talking to these guys on their butts and all that. And it's like when I lose that excitement for these interviews and all that, that's when I, well that's when I quit this. You know, yeah, it's the same thing with with musicians. Let's
2: go. Let's
5: roll, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, you've had one of the things that you you've, you've definitely kept me entertained as a fan just through your Facebook you you have no problem sharing some stories and all that not pulling any punches and telling it like it is do you you ever think maybe that you you have a book in you just from
2: all of your experience? I did a book I did a book a lot of people don't know I did a book because it kind of came and went real quick uh, just a little backstory on that. Um, around 2010, we were on, we were on our, uh, I guess that was our, that was our 25th anniversary tour that they didn't have a lockdown that year. So we got to go out and play the whole United States and all that. I was in Vegas and a guy came up to me and he said, man, you're crazy. You know, you're crazy as hell. And I said, uh, yeah, okay. He said, man, you ever think about doing a book? And I was like, I don't know, maybe it's in the back of my mind, maybe one day. He said, Man, if you're really into it, he goes, I got a publishing company, man. We could do a book together, man. I could be like your ghostwriter or something. And I really truthfully thought he was blowing smoke up my ass. He gave me his phone number. I left. Two weeks later, he had my phone number. He calls me, and he says, I'm, I, you know, I see you're home from the tour and stuff. You want to talk about this? And so for the next three years, so about 2013 or maybe 14, he kept interviewing me on the phone. And then around the two, 2014, he sort of wrote a book, and he said, what do you think of this? This is kind of the blueprints for what I'm doing. And I told him, I said, look, dude, I'll be honest. That motherfucker's is b- boring as shit. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, dude, it doesn't have any of my personality. It doesn't feel like, you know, I'm saying it. And he goes, and, and he, in a nice way, we were, we were best of friends, he goes, well, why don't you write the effing book? And I said, maybe I will. So I got off the phone. I was talking to my wife. I said, you know, this guy wants me to write the book. And she said, sit down and write the book. So I sat down in front of my PC here for the next three years, and I wrote the damn thing. It, it came in spurts. It was like I really relived the book. I really relived my life through this book, The Ups, The Downs. I had a lot of crazy shit going on in my life. Um I felt like when I was talking about my drug days, I was high. I felt like when I was talking about my mom's funeral, I was morbidly sad. When my son was born, I'm off uh, you know, cheerfully happy. It was like weird. All it all, kind of went down. And then I turned it into the publisher, and he said, "Dude, this is great. This thing reads great, dude. You bust, you 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 know, you busted your ass." I said, "Well, do me a favor, dude. I'm no typist. Go back and get the, you know." Got the I's and capitalize the beginning of sentences and, you know, give me the commas where they're needed and all this stuff. And so he went through it and he gave it a little bit of touch of this and that. And he came back and he goes, what do you think? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this, man. I'm really proud of this. So we released it. I believe it was 2000, yeah, it was 2017. It's called stay ugly. It was the, of the, book. It was the life and the almost death of King Valley. And, you know, it was everything that you've probably seen in Facebook as far as talking, you know, some of those stories, Things I've never talked about on Facebook, but it was my life. And, uh, you know, as he did the interviews for those three years, he was like, Oh, yeah, talk about all the girls and all this crazy shit you did. You drank motor oil and, you know, you did this and you beat up, you tried to fight man of war and blah, 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 blah. And let's just go into all this stuff, right? And I said, I said, you know, I'll do the best I can outside of this. I got a father that died when I was five years old. I got the mother of my son who died in her mid-30s out of the blue. I got my mother who died out of the blue. I said, you know, there's all this in there, and you don't want to be sitting there like, I, you know, I screwed this girl, and I did this drug, and my mom died. I was like, you know, you had to have perspective, and you had to have a rhythm. To the book. So when it was done, he's like, "I really like the book, man, but some of those things I, I really wish you'd have said because people would want to read that too." And I said, "Well, there's some in there." I said, "You know, you don't never go bragging about girls or this and that or you know whatever because I've read books. I'll use Paul Diano's as an example. I read that book and it was like, God, this guy is you know he's going down on himself the whole book. He's going do, Okay. But yeah, but basically like, you know, so the book, the book came out, we did a few hundred copies of it. Then I repressed it a little bit more. And when I repressed it a little bit more, uh, that one sold out too. And so I haven't done anything since. And people in Facebook, like yours, like yourself, have just asked me, said, man, you should do a book one day. You're, you know, you're entertaining. And I said, well, I did do a book. So I'm thinking about maybe you re-releasing it another time. And I'm also thinking about now that my son just had his first baby, a second book calling it I'm a grand yeah, I'm a grandpa now <laughs> and then grandpa can, and then you know you know, you know we all we all know the grandpa that can tell the stories about anything and he goes from something that makes total sense to something that makes no sense he can kind of like just off the cuff go with it and then that way my second book won't have to be this like story and some kind of like chronological uh you know, uh, order. It could just be what it wants to be. And that's what I'm thinking with the second one. I'm a grandpa. Now I can just like, you know, you remember the time I got to Well, you know, for example, I got in a fight with a moment of war and then there was the time blah, blah, blah. And it has nothing to do with that. And you can just kind of like bounce around, you know, kind of stuff like that. So that's kind of what, where I stand with the next book. But yeah, the first book stay ugly. It got a lot of nice reviews. Uh, people really took to it. i you know, some people with my, with me quitting drugs, came to me on the slide on Facebook and the private messenger and thanked me, man. They said it helped him get away from drugs themselves, you know, and that, that made my day, you know, just that off. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. story comes from the Six uh, Feet Under Files, the band Six Feet Under, 1997, we'll call it the Diva Files. We were recording Ferrell Sunday Machine at a studio in Maryland. We got a call. To come play a show in Hagerstown, Maryland, because they needed us to help sell tickets to Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under had a big guarantee; and they weren't getting it. We didn't know the promoter, we didn't know anything about it, but he gave us the time to be there and a place we were going to play. We were going to open the show, so we showed up with our gear. We walked in, and Six Feet Under was sound checking. They told us you can't be in the room when you're sound checking. You can't drop off your gear. Nothing. So we left. We went and got some Burger King, whatever we did. We came back, and by now. Six feet under, as I call them for the rest of the story, six foot of stage, I put all their gear on the stage. Well, back then I was playing drums and I was singing, and there was no room to set this up. So like sardines in a can, we had to mush onto that stage. We got on stage, we played our show about 40 minutes, and uh, it was a mess because we couldn't get monitors and things like that. We still had a good time, we had a great crowd for us, and it was cool. Well, when it was done, I walked over to the promoter. I said, "I hope that helped out. You know, crowd seemed good. I hope you got to make your guarantee for six feet under. Yeah, well, we could help out." He said, "Well, we got a problem now." I said, "What's that?" He says, "Well, Chris Barnes and the guys aren't going to come out of the back room until you and the C sleep. And I said, "Why?" He goes, "I have no idea why." And then he took their he took their stage towels, which they were going to wipe their sweaty faces off later, and he wiped his ass with them. Okay. Then he set them up on their amp heads and on their drum risers so they could wipe their sweaty faces during the time. And I guess that's pretty unprofessional as a promoter, very unprofessional as the headlining act. We said, okay, we're leaving. You we another We're leaving. So we left. Well, two days later, this is before the internet mainly. We got we got some people in the area. You know, we all in this Maryland, Virginia, D.C. kind of thing. Said, man, that's crazy. You guys went there and fucked up their bus. You broke all their, you popped all their tires and stuck knives in their tires and spray-painted deceased on the side of their bus. And I said, hell no. We didn't do nothing like that. We wouldn't do that. We'd go up and say something to their face if we had a problem with them. So we just left. We went, we, we went home. And they're like, yeah, well, did you hear somebody spray-painted deceased all over their bus and popped their, their tour bus tires? I said, what? That's, that's insane. That's asinine. Well, eventually, as time went on, I always wanted to know what happened and why that happened. It turns out that the, I guess that crowd of people in Hagerstown were pissed off at sixteen hundred for the way they treated deceased. so they got their fucking bus <laughs> screwed up, man, and uh, that's it. I guess that's the story of that is, you know, you know, don't be a diva, man. We're all in this together, like I told you a half an hour ago. We're all in this together, man. They treated us like shit, man. They treated us awful. Uh, it was, you know, and we still just left. We did our own thing and left. I didn't have any problem personally with them outside of like no room on the stage. Nobody went, you know, tried to start a fight with us or anything, but they wouldn't come out of their dressing room. And the promoter was just like, you know, you know, screw them. And he literally pulled his pants down and wiped his ass with their towels, man. Wow. <laughs> so there's a There's a diva story for you. You know, that's just one of a million different ways we could have took that story.
0: If you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's The Stallion, and when I'm contemplating suicide,
3: I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product.
0: Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
1: Courtesy of deceased label mates from Hell's Headbangers, that is Nunslaughter with their cover version of The Mighty, well, just Slaughter, their classic nocturnal hell from kind of Nunslaughter's own, um, their own greatest hits, sort of, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, unreleased tracks, cover songs, live songs, their Devil's Congrueries. Volume 3, that is available now from Hell's Headbangers. As well, since King was covering them, that is, uh, that was Final Conflict. The awesome Final Conflict. I don't know why we have not had them on Radioactive Metal by now. Definitely, we should look into that. From their Ashes to Ashes record, that was Apocalypse... Now, and to start us off with that from the aforementioned deceased ghostly white that was to serve the insane. King is a great guy. Okay, like, like he really is. It's just like follow, follow, you know, King, 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 Kingsley King Fowley on Facebook, and he's always, he's, sh- he's always sharing. Like his his collection of metal memorabilia, and he's always she's always sharing stories about his run in with 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 bands on the road and all that, and it's just like a huge huge horror film fan as well. Like this, like I just have a feeling if I just had more time, like I could just sit down with King at seven p.m. in the back room of the Park Theater or whatever, and then seven a.m. Okay, I think we would still be talking
0: You party
1: animals Yeah, yeah, yeah And we would definitely love every minute of it So thank you, uh, Mr. Fowley, for your time And once again, joining us on Radioactive Metal And we gotta have him on again just Even if he doesn't have a new record or whatever Just, just to shoot the shit Because like I said, you could just press record with this guy and everything would be gold um so when yeah when you know check your local listings when available run don't walk rotten to the core too like there's some wicked stuff that like i i can't wait to hear this full record like damn anytime anytime you know ban from today covers the accused discharge final final conflict like fuck Awesome stuff! Awesome stuff. It has definitely been a fun week. I'll okay, <laughs> with every with everything that's kind of been going on in the world, you know, you have to find these these little things to give yourself a little chuckle. You know, nothing, you know, that's going to hurt someone or really at 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 the expense of anyone and all that, but just 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 a break in the day <laughs> okay and we kind of got a break in our day when we had to question do fans today like really pay attention to what a band is having to say in the lyrics like I realized well everything is streaming this and YouTube this and that and you know limited attention spans and just inundated with so much music and all that is anyone really paying attention to what a band is saying
0: i think it's worse now than ever do you remember all i need by motley crew back in the 80s
1: uh i probably have it what record was it on girls See?
0: girls girls
1: uh we have it somewhere that okay. was a record mrs snowy brought into so the-
0: it's a ballad right and it's this big 80s hair metal ballad but the lyrics are all about um how he's killing his lover oh. and stabbing <laughs> her and all <laughs> this sort of stuff and you're all i need like the blood on my knife oh. and it was always funny how like i would date these girls and they'd be like oh i love this song and and really like, because the one girl put it on a tape for me. I'm like, um, "What are you trying to tell me here?" Oh, but <laughs> this song isn't it so beautiful? I'm like, "Have you listened to the lyrics?" And the shock and awe on her face, Snowy, was priceless. Wow. And much like the shock and awe that was probably on the faces of the people you're going to talk about here in a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Mr. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, okay, has been doing, has been firing back against a little bit of raging that's been, you know, centered towards his band, okay, because out on social medias, he's recently come under attack, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, the country is so divided. Okay, It's either left or right, and everyone thinks this is what left is. Everyone thinks that this is what right is, and they all think, everyone thinks they're all right. Okay, well, Rage Against the Machine, the band, mm-hmm. Mr. Morello's lyrics, have always been far left, have always been very, very... Politically motivated. Hey, they're They've so always far had left, they almost
0: came say. back around to the right. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Well, apparently, some of the Rage Against the Machine fans, and maybe they're relatively new fans that only picked up on them recently, and because we now live in a world where there is no lyric sheet, okay, there there is no none of that, you know, for for your own you know for your own benefit to go out and search you know for more information about this band and all that like the way we used to do and I'm getting up on my snowbox here I'm going to get down right oh, <laughs> right away but because there is, there is none of that some things like lyrical content might escape a few fans Okay, and I'm not going to be mentioning any names, but uh, Mr. Morello has recently, through through the Twitter, has come under attack from some fans saying, well, I used to be a fan until your political opinions came out. Music is my sanctuary. The last thing I want to hear is political BS when I'm listening to music. As far as I'm concerned, you and Pink are completely done. Running your mouth and ruining your fan base. So amazing! <laughs> I'm like, okay, Scott, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's been running his mouth for thirty fucking years. Well, this just, but this is that's
4: new.
0: right there. I I think that that people are missing the big picture is that that person is either a time traveler or an alien. And has not been here for very long. Um, and we need to be exploring that possibility. I think so. I think so. I, I think so. Tom Morello's oh. response was fucking priceless. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. So he just responds by saying, what music of mine were you a fan of that didn't contain political BS? Yeah. I need to know so I can delete it. from yeah, that's
4: my the oh.
0: like, I love watching people try to engage with Tom Morello on the internet and, like, outsmart him. I'm like...
1: You're not going to.
0: Well, no, he's a fucking Harvard grad with a poli-sci degree. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: That's
0: right. Like, this guy is one of the big brains of our century.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, like, I I, I still have a book. It's somewhere under my bed that I had to put down because I was trying to read one of his political manifestos. And, I, like, literally, so I my head hurt i'm like oh god i've 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 never felt dumber than trying to read that
1: (laughs) there are just some people that should be elected into office yeah and really mr morello again i've been critical of rage recently with the whole concert ticket things before all of this went went down but i've always i've always been a big supporter of the band
0: yeah me too i i'm a big fan I, of them and, and honestly musically as well like i oh for sure i you know like who is it um actually it was one of the um original it was you know one of the other original co-hosts here of radioactive metal was giving me shit one day when i was talking about um morello on social media he's like Oh, he can't play. He's just a fax. And I'm like, you haven't listened to a fucking thing, have you? No,
1: I don't. I don't right? Because think
0: so. Morello just fucking could smoke anybody, but he just goes a different direction. Like, like you, you're not gonna pull off the stuff he's pulling off if you can't pull off some other stuff.
1: Yeah, know? if you can't do it, that's one of the things that as you know, I'm I'll always be an old school punk. Okay. Yeah. But like the lyrical content really caught my attention with rage but musically and i'm not a musician i've never and i will never confess profess to be but he was doing some stuff on the axe i didn't even think was the guitar and then when i found out it was i'm like holy shit this guy ain't In- who yeah
0: like, and you're like how the fuck wow. did he pull this off and then when you find out that he did it with so minimal of a setup i'm like really are you fucking kidding me like that that's just again that that's just a brain on a completely different creative
1: level it definitely was you know? it definitely was yeah 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 he got he he received another one from some guy it looks like his name is dave to what you said another successful musician instantly becoming a political expert <laughs> dave did you do your homework okay that's the <sighs> thing about that's the thing about tweeting and facebooking oh and all God, that I love it. no one actually needs to do their homework before they just start posting <laughs> so shit so good so good okay
0: <laughs> so i i like i can't wait i like i i I would like to be there to see dave's face when he does his homework and finds out that you know again not only does he have a poli sci degree from harvard he fucking worked in politics he worked in washington like oh yeah like like like, yeah yeah he's he is a bit of a political expert (laughs)
1: It is, yes, yes. to which he responded, um, "Yeah, one does not have to be an honors grad in political silence from Harvard University to recognize the unethical and inhumane nature of this administration." But well, I happen to be an honors grad in political silence from Harvard University, so I can confirm that for you, Dave. Do your fucking homework. <laughs> you won't, and you won't be shown up. In a public
0: (laughs) war, Tom Morello is another one of those guys, like, um, Sean of of True Cult. Like, they're just on a different fucking level than everybody else. And Mm -hmm. the way their minds work and the creativeness and, like, just like, geez, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some funny shit. So, since it is now June, and since this is an election year in the United States, and given... Well, the fact that, I mean, you know, like, who knows what the fuck's going to happen this election year. I think we need to start getting our election episodes ready. Like, this needs to start becoming a regular thing.
1: I think so, too. I think so, too. Like, uh, there are so many, so many awesome artists, for one reason or another, that absolutely would make a great a great politician and would definitely contribute you know their own way to making the world a, real, a better place and i think mr morello would is definitely near the top of that list yeah
0: i'd like to see him and ted nugent on
1: the same cabinet <laughs>
0: wow. uh, i, I as,
1: as long as it's televised but
0: you need those kind of like opposing opinions to get to what's going to benefit everybody. Like, I, I genuinely believe this Snowy. I genuinely believe that you need somebody as crazy as the nuge, um, to be balanced out by somebody who goes so far the other way as Tom Morello, because neither one of them are idiots by a long shot. No, you no, know, I, e- even though, right. um, Ted does his best to disprove that. Um, but, I mean, like, both of them are highly intelligent people with really good ideas. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure this is going to piss people off, but, like, Ted Nugent and his, he, his, like, his his just whole stance on hunting and nature. Like, people always, like, animal rights activists love to go over and get after Ted Nugent. And what they're missing is that he's probably... As concerned or more concerned about the world, the environment, the pollution than they are, because he wants to have something to hunt. Like he, he's a hunter to the point where it's like, no, you take care of the earth. Kind of like what I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Like the one thing that the, all the religions can mm-hmm. agree on is we're here to take care of the earth, and that's one thing that Nugent does really well. So it's like we we need a Nugent. Over, like, um, like the EPA kind of stuff, the environmental stuff, you know.
1: Well, it's definitely. Um, I I like your idea, of um, of artists making presidents. I know exactly what you're saying about the Nuge. Trust me, trust me. That is my he's the Nuge is now my dad's favorite musician, <laughs> who has who who owns no <sighs> Nugent. In, in, he he couldn't name you a single Ted Nugent oh, song, probably not even Cat Scratch Fever. Oh come on! Okay, but my dad no, just my dad is a hunter, but Damn. he's an ethical hunter.
0: There we go. Okay,
1: and he owns you know he he owns a, an arsenal of rifles, but he's an ethical firearms owner and all that and like. But he just likes to hunt, and yeah. he likes the nudge, <laughs> right. just for that reason. <laughs> I
0: mean, honestly, like the nudge is pretty much like the type of people that I grew up with. You know, like, oh, yeah. I grew up around, like, just all all the hunters. I mean, Pennsylvania—that is a state that takes hunting seriously, and I think I've talked about it before. But I had no idea until I left the state that we were the only state that took off for the first day of hunting season.
1: Oh wow! You know, That's like def- like
0: schools shut down that was a holiday like nobody's going to work nobody's doing anything it's the first day it's the first day of buck season we're all out you know
1: okay it hasn't got to that point i'm actually surprised my dad never pulled my brother out of school when we were growing up because i'm not fucking going hunting i'm not sitting in the you know in the bush at five in the morning no thanks my, my dad yeah. <laughs> and I talked
0: about it, but it was never my thing. Like, I, you know, I've, I've used rifles, I've fired rifles, I've done target practice. Oh, yeah. Um, but I just, I, it's just not my thing, man. I Me I don't either. feel the need Me to either. have a gun in the house. You know, and, and nope. even with everything that's going on here, I mean, more people than ever are exercising their right to bear arms, which I honestly think is probably a good idea. And... Not to protect yourself from criminals, but protect you from the um, the militarized state. Yeah, you know
1: (laughs) all of these gun nuts that we you know we kind of laughed at that were stockpiling guns. You know, because the government's coming to get you. All those all all those psychos that you know that we laughed at ten years ago. I don't know. We might have to now because look 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 what's happened with the police force. Look what's happening in the world. Maybe those psychos were right. Right now, right now, someone might be arguing, and I've seen this on the social medias. Yeah. You know, people have been saying, Where are all these gun nuts now that, you know, now that the shit is hitting the fan? Where, what, what are you people doing? Yeah, you're carrying your gun in the subway to intimidate the, uh, the clerk and all that. Are, right, okay, here's your opportunity gun nut you know the 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 government is now oppressing you and all that how come you're not stepping up oh okay because you know it's the snowflakes that are this is this is the snowflakes fight and all that no no I think I think you realize that your gun really isn't the um, the replacement for your little pee pee after all uh, well I think so
0: I I like so I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say that, you know, the force being exhibited by the police forces so far has been like rubber bullets, tear gas, that sort of stuff. To show up at a rally and unleash actual bullets on the police force would get them in more trouble. So Oh, of course. I, of course. I, I honestly think that, you know, what they're doing is they're stockpiling more bullets and they are waiting for the police's rubber bullets to be replaced and then we're going to see some shit go down well
1: i hope not i hope not i'm just i'm just you know this is this this is what the left is saying it's like okay this is your opportunity where are you and you're nowhere to be found and all that so yeah yeah dude um we may I don't know. I don't know if we have a spare room for you and your family up here. Dude. <laughs> and all, and
0: all My wife and I keep we'll, talking about we'll like we need to leave.
1: We'll, we'll see. I we'll want to go to Japan. We set, we'll see. We'll see if we can set you guys up at Bulldogs or something. I'm sure Sky will could set you up a cot in a room and all that. We just need to party together as well. with With everything that's going on. Down in the U.S. and all that, and I'm seeing a lot of things like NASCAR is saying, "Okay, we're done with the Confederate flag." Yep. Okay, just stuff like that.
0: Well, I have something I want to read along that lines, right? So, because okay. um, we're going to talk about the, the basically like the Civil War general statues, and I just happened to flip across something here. I have a book of poems by a South Carolinian. Uh, his name is Marcus Amaker. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his last name right. He's an African-American poet. He is Charleston, South Carolina's first poet laureate. Um, so that's kind of a big deal. And he has this poem here that I think really fits what's going on. And it's called Stagnation, A Letter to America. And I, I'm gonna kinda hit some of the, the highlights here. So. Ah, the first stanza. America has built too many monuments to war. Mm Man-made maladies mounted on Mother Earth. I have seen scars in the skin of our country's landscape, blood-stained Band-Aids covering exposed bones, a pain that has not healed. We hold hatred high on pedestals in the name of history. Birds are perched on the shoulders of ghosts, overlooking God's perfect, clear byline as endless skylines of smoke and division get played out on television. This is real, and there's much more to it, um, like at least in like another like page and a half here. it's uh, if if anyone's interested. This is really a fantastic book of poems. Like I can flip to this at almost any point and just have something just read it and just have it have it touch me. Like this this guy really is some good stuff, man. So Marcus Amaker, uh, A-M-A-K-E-R. Check it out. The book that I was reading from is called Empath. Um, but I think that particular passage, it really ties into what you're about to talk about.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Because with all of these changes going on, and they actually, it goes back to, what was it, last year, the year before, when the, um, basically the far right, right-wing nuts and the Nazis and all that, they were protesting with their tiki torches. Yeah. <laughs> you remember... <laughs> that debacle yeah I think, was it <laughs> a couple that.
0: years ago in charlottesville virginia that, where that it was happened? it it was yeah.
1: in, it was in Char- charlottesville well yeah yeah now this fast forward to a couple years with everything that's going on in the world and mentalities are changing and minds are opening up and all that and some of these um monuments and statues are being taken down you know just because of what everything's going on in the world the Robert E Lee statue okay was it was was up for many I don't know when it went up but I know it was up there for many many years
0: yeah
1: all that i think the duke's a hazard car was even called the Robert E. Lee. Well, it was called the General
0: Lee. It had the, the um, Confederate right? flag on the roof. They were right. referred to it as the General Lee. And when you pressed on the horn, it played uh, Dixie. Yeah.
1: This day and age, dude, that could never happen.
0: Well, it's like, funny. <laughs> I never once did I ever make any of the connections.
1: Did I lit it up, but I was living in Canada. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Well, it's just something down south. And, uh, I and never. Then
0: now I'm just like, oh man, because like I really love that car.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's no Batmobile, but yeah, when it's I was a kid, pretty it was...
0: freaking cool. It, 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 still, it was still cool. It for was up time. there with Night Rider.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. But now. Now, like, yeah, the world could do, you know, we we need more Batmobiles and less General Lees. And apparently the people of Richmond, Virginia, have decided we could do a little less without one Robert E. Lee and the statue that kind of commemorated this guy. Because apparently he was a, a failed war general that fought, you know, for... The South fought for the racist causes, and all that, in like in the during the during the Civil War. Do I have that correct? Like he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, General Lee. Yeah, he was. He was the big guy.
1: Right, right, right. Well, the times they are changing, shall we say? Well, thank and you, Mister
0: Dylan.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, and the statue of one Robert E. Lee was recently taken down, and now. I'm loving this I'm loving this Because a petition At change.org If you just go to change.org Maybe google What I'm about to say Maybe search what I'm about to say You will find a petition To have that statue Replaced with a statue Of one odorous Eurungus
0: I think this would be amazing (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course, who is, of course, the former main man, vocalist, whatever you want to call him, behind the Mighty war. Oh, okay, who, David Brocky, of course, is a, is originally from Richmond.
0: Yep, and Richmond, Richmond.
1: You had... A lot of a lot of friends within the scene, a lot of his friends within that same scene have been on radioactive metal, and everyone, including myself, have all had good things to say about Mr. Brocky. So there is now a petition going on to have Mr. Yurungus to replace that statue. So what I have thought we would do On behalf of all of our we're going to encourage all of our listeners to go to change.org and sniff this out and do this yourself but on behalf of all of our listeners on behalf of mr. Aaron on behalf of miss miss sky and your cool uncle snowy I have got this petition all set up so far the goal right now is to get 35,000 signatures for this petition. Right now, apparently, we are at 33,988.
0: That's hysterical.
1: That is absolutely awesome. So what I am going to do is I am going to push this button right here. And now, 33,989. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, I spoke too soon because more and more people are signing. We are now at 3,533 as I speak. So. Hopefully, by the time tonight is ending, we will have hit the 35,000 mark. This is awesome.
0: As, I'm pretty excited about oh it. God, this, you know.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Like, this is one of the things that I honestly like. This It's shit like this. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I'm kind of twisted. You know, and you're pretty twisted in your own way. And we kind of, we, we think of these bizarre things to do for the show, but I'm really proud. I'm uh, really proud of this. Let's get on with some Guar. I discovered, I discovered Odorous and Guar way back, the very first record, before they were even considered a metal band they were just part of considered part of the of the virginia punk scene their debut record hell oh and of course one of the songs that immediately jumps out to in my mind is the simply titled Guars theme Last year the awesome thrash band Wraith put out a really wicked record called Absolute Power. This year they re-released it in conjunction as well with a uh, with a really cool EP called um, Index Case the Quarantine sex the the cor- the, the quarantine session you're going to want to check that out that was wraith with devils Hour. good stuff good stuff and once again change.org go there right now as soon as this episode is done go there check it out sign the petition how awesome (laughs) would it be just because enough scum dogs all got together and said, Hey, hey, let's let's do a tribute to a really great man and like I've I, I've never met Robert E. Lee, okay, obviously. I don't want to meet the guy. I have met Dave. I have spent the afternoon with him and it was a experience I will never forget.
0: Yeah. He was another guy on a different level.
1: <laughs> Definitely like, I'll,
0: yeah. I'll never forget the first time that, you know, I, I interviewed him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well how do you how do you want to do this? Do you want to do it as Dave? Do you want to do it as Odorous? And he's like, Yeah, let's do it as Odorous. I'm like, Okay. And dude, just you have no idea what the fuck is gonna happen when he's in that character. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think what would be absolutely amazing is if not only do they do the um the statue of Odorus, but if they um, include the anatomically correct cuttlefish of Cthulhu.
1: <laughs> there, we there we are. That's what needs to happen. That's what a bunch of old ladies in Virginia need to see. Yes, it is. <laughs> it definitely does, yes. Go Google Hit find the radioactive metal archives and all that, and find find our chat with Odorous. Trust me, it, it was an experience.
0: And let's just think about this for a second. More people would probably still be offended by the cuttlefish of Cthulhu than of what the Confederate generals did
1: for. Oh, definitely.
0: Just let that sink in, you fuckers. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. um and as for us right now i am itching to introduce you to another awesome band in tonight's indie spotlight
3: we're always on the lookout for fresh new talent check out this indie spotlight
1: a little bit of homegrown talent tonight like i'm a wrestling fan and if anyone who else is a wrestling fan and they they know what kayfabe is that's kind of where you kind of want to keep the secrets to yourself you don't want to expose the business you don't want to do anything like that well kayfabe 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 well, tonight's indie spotlight comes from the wonderful world of Weenie Peg. Tonight, with the debut earlier this week of what's the one man black metal band Hell Moon. The debut record, Undying Blackened Glory, just dropped. And the whole reason I'm talking about kayfabe and all that is because the wonderful man behind Hell Moon is an individual we have had on the show at one point or another throughout the thirteen years of Radioactive Metals' existence. I'm not going to tell you who that individual is. I'm not even going to tell Aaron. I'm not even going to tell Sky. Nope. <laughs> we're going to keep. We're we're. We're gonna keep K-fave, al- k alive. We're just Damn going it. to, share, <laughs> we're just going to share this wicked new black metal with the world. So this is Winnipeg's Hell Moon, new record just dropped today. This is Evil Omens and Cursed Visions. <sighs> hellmoon666.bandcamp.com or just go on to YouTube on Instagram, Hellmoon official. Just go and check out all of this really cool stuff. Okay. And as I... Pause,
0: pause, pause, pause. And this is all pertaining to the show. You said Bandcamp. Hang on a second. Bandcamp is doing another um, fundraiser. Right. Mm -hmm. So June 5th, that one's already passed. What the hell is today, Snowy?
1: Today is the 12th, as we speak.
0: So then when this episode drops, it will be Juneteenth. Juneteenth is uh, truncated, shortened, contracted. Contraction? That makes more sense? I don't know. Remember, guys, I'm not an English major. (laughs) I was a music major and... You knew, like you spoke little bits of 17 different languages to get through a music piece. Anyway, Juneteenth stands for June 19th, which was the when the last Confederate state was read the proclamation of the abolition of slavery.
1: Wow. Um,
0: so that's what it celebrates. And so on June 19th, Bandcamp is going to donate 100% of shares of the of their share of the sales um, to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. I had to read that read that verbatim. So um, on June nineteenth, Juneteenth. So as you are listening to this episode, this episode is going live on June nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Head out to Bandcamp, pick up Moon. I almost said Moon Tooth. Hell Moon. Fuck. <laughs> um, moon Tooth. Damn it. Hell Moon. <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: Oh. Yes. Our good-
0: it's just go to Bandcamp, buy anything you want because it's gonna to go to the NAACP legal fund. Like, you're gonna do good by getting music and like that's the kind of shit that the music community's just a different community. Like it's a it's a whole it's a whole different world. A whole different world. Mm-hmm. And it makes me happy. Um, so anyway keep going sorry I just when you said Bandcamp I had to to get that out because I kept wanting to talk about it um, because I knew our episode was going to drop on Juneteenth
1: okay well yes definitely definitely everyone go to Bandcamp and make sure to pick something up for a a great cause and cause we said let's just kind of put it it, uh, that way um well, my friend, we survived another one. We didn't Brilliant. have Sky sitting us this time, but I think we managed to pull through. How can uh, people get a hold of us?
0: Well, if um, the world is not burning around you, you can <laughs> go on to the interwebber nets. Go to Facebook.com slash RadioactiveMetal, metal, um, dot org. RadioactiveMetal.org. Radmetal six 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 on Twitter and Instagram. Radmetal six 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 at Gmail to drop us a line. You can drop us a line through Facebook or Gmail if you would like to get the Snowman's physical mailing address and do pigeon to moose mail through um, the, the U.S. and Canadian postal services.
4: <laughs> um,
0: and just like the old pen banger, it's so dirty. Um, section of Metal Forces Magazine back in the day. You can also, dear listeners, check us out first every Thursday night r- purerockradio.net. I almost said radioactive metal. I'm like, nope, nope, wrong one. purerockradio.net. And uh, we've talked about this a couple of times, but wrestling has a little bit of a a thing here around here with us. We are part of the Shiny Wizards Network, which is a wrestling podcast and a host of um, wrestling podcasts. Our own snowman has a wrestling night in Canada. I think Mm -hmm. it's technically a wrestling night in Canada, if you're trying to spell it correctly and find it. But (laughs) yeah, a wrestling night in Canada that he does with one ducky um you know they're they're doing their wrestling thing there so i think that's all the ways that people can get a hold of us and please 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 support our wonderful sponsor true cold coffee com. yes
1: yes thank you thank you everyone that does have a subscription there's so many wicked stuff going on at truecavaltecoffee.com this day and age it's 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 important to support the independent businessman for for all they do and all that they yeah. give to us with what's going on in the world as i said at the, at the top of the episode i mentioned in a couple of days as we speak uh, it's it's our anniversary 31 years that Mrs. Snowy Has uh, managed To put up with my shit And we have Our own little in-joke Okay (laughs) Uh, Okay Guars Sick of You Every time I play that song Or it comes up on video or whatever Over the years She's always said Hey love, this is my song to you (laughs) And all that So it's like, gee, gee, thanks And so since it is Mrs. Snowy's special day We're going to go out On Guar's Sick of you Happy birthday, my love And to many more Happy birthday, happy anniversary And many more To come In the meantime and in between time That's it This has been For the recently deceased episode of Radioactive Metal, Uh, I'm Snowy White.
0: And this is Aaron.
1: Signing off.